Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Enjoy local voices. Enjoy local opinions. All on one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast DC is the new local app with hundreds of DC area podcasts. Featuring some of the DC area's best personalities, pundits, and provocateurs. Earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts you love instantly. With new programs being added every week, don't hesitate. Download Podcast DC now for free. Available in the App Store or in Google Play. Podcast DC. Listen local. Mean Old Lion Media presents Wardrobe Boss. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Wardrobe Boss podcast. I'm your host, Eliza Perilla, and I am the Wardrobe Boss. I whip wardrobes into shape through curating styles, collections, and clients' closets, making it easy to get dressed for life every day. And on this podcast, we like to talk style, fashion, winning mindsets, and all things related. Uh, Today, my guest is a stylist and a scientist, Taylor Evans, better known as Stylishly Tailored is a PhD candidate and a Baltimore fashionista who is breaking stigmas and encouraging elevation for all. Taylor, so glad you're here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Tell us about how you came to marry science and style. There are two things that are commonly, I guess, not really talked about in the same sentence. I would have to say that originally I didn't intend to kind of marry them. They're just two things that I was just genuinely kind of interested in. I've always been interested in science and um, style has always kind of been a, a part of my life. Introduced to me early by my mom, but I think as I've grown older, I've really realized that the two have a lot in common. Um, and after I started getting more engaged with uh, like social media content and writing more content for my own blog, I kind of found similarities between the two and common themes that actually make it kind of not surprising at all that I'm interested in both of them. Yeah, maybe we can talk about that later. And- no, that's. I think we should talk about it now because now I'm now you got me interested. You piqued my interest. So tell me maybe some common things between style and science that you might enlighten me about something. Yeah. So the most obvious one to me is the reason I like science so much and and the research that I do is because it involves a lot of critical thinking. Um, And you take a lot of pieces of information and put them together um, to create a story or to try and better understand a concept. Um, And I think that involves a lot of one, creativity, um, but two, critical thinking. And I think styling often does the same thing. You look at a wardrobe and you kind of have to put pieces together. to convey a message um, or even just create something new, right? Um, discover mm-hmm. something new, create a new look. Um, and there's like an element of critical thinking that I, I don't think that people appreciate in the same way. And I, I think I've recently come to appreciate that now having more conversations at the intersection of um, science and style. Now, when you got to school, when did you decide, oh, let me just start posting my outfits when you're doing so much work and you're probably, your head is in books all day long? Wish I could tell you. I probably have about like three more years to graduate. So I, PhDs are not for not for the week, I guess. <laughs> they're, they're quite long. Um, but I, I think I want to do something that really involves the critical thinking and that might not be directly 
involved in science at all. Um, I think a PhD gives you a lot of perspective um, and knowledge and tenacity that really allows you to do a lot of things in a lot of different fields. So I can't tell you quite yet, but it's definitely going to involve probably data analysis and critical thinking and some form of creativity. I like that you said that because it's true. Not, you know, I can't say that I wake up every day and I'm like, and I'm going to style myself today. It doesn't work like that for me. Like my wardrobe is set up in such a way that I really kind of love everything in it. So it doesn't matter what I put on. Even if I put on a pair of sweatpants, it just, I have to have my own style to it. Right. And so, yeah, I don't get up every day and say, I'm, you know, this fashion girl and I'm going to, no, it's not that it's really ingrained in me. The comfortable jeans, like you love them because they're comfortable, right? Like they don't necessarily need to be the most photogenic, but like you love them for a reason and they are in your closet for a reason. Absolutely. And I use accessories as I'm sure you do on the days that I'm like, I don't want to work so hard. I just let the accessories work for me. That's what they're there for. How will you use science or style to impact community and the world? Yeah. I think, well, one, I think we're in a time where we know that science has a huge impact on our community. And, and I think that has actually brought a new like following or a newfound like interest in a lot of the mm-hmm. content that I'm posting. Because I think there's not a lot of people who are in science that are outwardly posting about science on their mm-hmm. social media in maybe the same fashion that I am um, with a lot of other content that isn't just strictly like information. So um, I think one just kind of redefining what that looks like, redefining what a scientist looks like. There can be very stylish and feminine scientists that are very knowledgeable and kind of breaking down those um, barriers. And I think also just trying to redefine the narrative of like STEM as create like creative careers. That's another Mm -hmm. conversation that I like to have a lot with people thinking that STEM careers are purely technical is the real kind of like stereotype when really there's Mm. a lot of creative and critical thinking that goes into designing new things, discovering new things, building new things. Um, if we didn't right. have people thinking outside of the box, then we wouldn't have anything new. So yeah, kind of kind of sharing that insight with other people. That's a good point. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And it is a great way to open people's minds because I've met quite a few, even within my own family, college students that really are interested in STEM. And I think it's nice to have people interested in other things than you know, if everyone was interested in the same thing, right to your point, then we'd be inside of the box instead of creating new things. So I love that you're like on the front lines of having this conversation, right, about STEM and and almost like using you know, your style is a part of you, but it's almost like you can use that as an intro to any conversation you want, right? Yeah, it's a little bit of like, I don't say like leverage, but it's like the outward creativity that kind of brings in the like open-mindedness and having these conversations about how we can kind of change the way that we think about um, science and STEM careers. Now in school, do other kids look at you and say, oh gosh, you know, can you help me get dressed? Or do they look at you like, well, why is she uh, in science when she's such a stylish girl? I'm just curious. How does that work? I don't think I've had any conversation where people were like, why are you in science if you're stylish? But I, I have gotten like looks of like, why are you dressing up to go into 
lab. Uh-huh. I would say that's somewhat of a, I don't love getting those looks, but at the same time, it's kind of practical. We do oftentimes work with like bleach and things that are like uh-huh. could be detrimental to wearing nice clothes. But I, I think it just boosts my mood when I'm, I'm in a good mood or I know that I'm going to be working at my computer most of the day. Like it, it helps me as a professional, I think. But I have had friends, I do have friends, classmates and stuff that ask me um, first like style advice or if I have certain brands that I like or if they're looking for something specific, um, asking my help to try and find something maybe in their price range or budget. But no no like official large scale um like styling of other scientists. <laughs> right. But you do have like you're in, you are a student, but you also have a business of styling people. And so how does that come about? Right. Cause it doesn't have to be students, but people respect your style enough to pay you and say, Hey Taylor, um, I need you to style me and I'm willing to pay you. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a hard line because I, I often say that, science is at this point in my life science is very like nine to five it's like very much my full-time job there is some like selectivity that i have with when i do um work with people on projects um just because fortunately my like full income doesn't depend on that so i do like to do it for fun so when i do Uh friends do ask me stuff i don't have a problem if i have free time giving them um like insight or answering questions or things like that but right um it is interesting to be like a grad student also like kind of running like a side business as influencer slash social media slash start like it's a very strange place to be especially when it comes to tax time but yeah (laughs) yeah i'm sure right that has to be a quite a quandary when it comes to tax time um but how did you get into it how did you like just start posting your outfits and then you're like oh my gosh i'm an instagram hit like how did this happen because i moved to baltimore and i knew no one so um i moved to baltimore about six years ago now and i moved there to work at um a hospital to get more research experience. And uh-huh. I moved there for the job opportunity, but I did not know anybody in the city. So my thought was like, I'm going to dress up and go places. I'll one, get to see the city Two, I like to dress up and like, maybe I'll meet people. I can post people post it on Instagram or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and it ended up kind of taking off and like, it wasn't really something I ever really expected. Um, I would say it's transitioned to a lot more style now than it was originally like life's kind of more like lifestyle back then. But, uh-huh. um, I started doing it and then I started meeting a lot of people through it and made a lot of connections and it's just been a great addition to my life, I would say. But yeah, moving to Baltimore and being lonely and not needing a hobby <laughs> is how it started. Is it true that the Baltimore Sun, the newspaper, named you like the Baltimore fashionista? Yeah, I was voted um, in for 2020 uh, Reader's Choice uh, Baltimore Sun's Best Fashionista. Yeah, that was that was fun. I I felt like that was a real honor. It is. Like, how cool is that when you tell your kids that or when you're sitting over Thanksgiving this year and you're like, well, so Taylor, tell me what was the highlight of your year in the pandemic having to be in school. And you're like, well, hey, I was, you know. Now I'm like, wow, I have like something to like live up to. Like I need to, (laughs) when it happened and then it was during the pandemic, I was like, wow, I'm not getting dressed up every day. Like, do I really deserve this title? Blah, blah, blah. Cool imposter syndrome. But um, it was, it's fun. I, I am glad 
glad that other people um, can see the clothes or the looks and appreciate them. Well, listen, to your point, uh, not everyone, you know, I live in New York City, right? And there are people who it is really a thing for them to be super put together every single day. And it is true that things have changed because our whole life, the whole way we live has changed. Right. But I think people that are like that, they stay like that. Like they're always going to be like that. And there are people like you and I who, yeah, we don't take it that serious. And that's not a judgment to those who do. That's again, that's fine to them. But, um, you know, I, for me, I just like to have fun with clothing. And again, I don't buy anything that I don't love. So, you know, and there are some things, right, that I don't love, but I like very much. But it's because a lot of times I'm running around the city or I'm in someone's closet. I'm not putting on my really nice things to be in someone's closet because it just doesn't. I would say the same. I probably do the same for like going into lab, like I'm not always right. going to wear my flashiest XYZ or like most delicate shirt or whatever, just because of practical purposes. And like, I don't think much of it. It's like, right. very, I'm very comfortable on that decision. But kudos to people who dress up every day, because I wish I had that. It goes to show the comfortability that you have in your own skin. And that's what I admire, because you're like, I'm Taylor. And today I feel like getting dressed up. And just because I was voted fashionista of the year doesn't mean I have to, you know, have a curated look every single day that I wake up, I have to live up to this, because that's not who you are right so that doesn't represent your authentic self so um yeah and i think it's great that you know you know i see that you like to play with patterns and colors and i really appreciate that about you because you know that makes me happy sometimes when i see people someone said this to me the other day and i just I started laughing because I was like, this is something I would say to other people. But I walked into a store and the saleswoman said, oh, gosh, I love what you're wearing. You just you just made me so happy. And that's how I feel when I didn't want to tell her that because I was like, she won't believe me. But that's how I feel sometimes when I see these adorable women of all ages, men, too, in the city, just looking so good. But especially women, I just want to, like, hold hands with them and skip down the street with them like two children because it just whatever they're wearing is makes me happy it makes me smile and so how cool is it that no matter what you're going through and and again having your head buried in research and books all day long that you're like you know what I'm taking a break and I'm wearing a cool dress today yeah, I like pattern. It really is like a fun challenge for me. And I, I like working with it, especially mixing them together. So I just feel like that's it's something I don't see a lot of people doing. There are definitely people who do it. And I feel like the people who do it do it very frequently. I just feel mm-hmm. like it's, it's a level of like, I don't care what the standard is. Like, I don't care what you think I should be wearing. Like, this is what I'm going to wear because I think it looks good. I think it looks cool. Not everyone's doing it. It takes like a level of confidence in yourself and the way that you want to look, not right really how everyone else is expecting you to work and i think that's fun it's a level of confidence for me because um it's something i know that not everyone some people are like afraid of or whatever and i'm just like you kind of just got to own it like if it's something you like just own it like confidence is the best accessory yeah i i absolutely agree with you it is the best accessory and it's the only way to pull off that thing that you think you can't pull off that doesn't mean that everybody can wear everything you've got to know what's for you and you've got to know what's you know what's not for 
you. But um, I, I agree with that. Um, you have a blog. It's a happy blog. I like it. I like the way you took a jacket the other day and you showed three different ways to wear it because even something as simple as that. And I, this is something I tell clients all the time. I try to show them different ways to wear one thing, especially one thing that they're like, yeah, but this is a print and everyone's going to know I wore it or I already wore it on Instagram. And that's not necessarily true. When you wear it different, people are not even going to think that their eye is going to go to maybe the accessory or maybe the jacket you have with it. They're not even, they don't even notice it, which is the genius part about it. Yeah. I'm totally all for, I'm all for rewearing and being an outfit repeater. I just think, especially as someone who operates kind of at a grad student, like budget, Mm -hmm. who am I to be like, Oh, let's be buying something every week. Like that's just not practical for me. So, um, finding new ways to rewear the same things that I have. And you're totally right in saying sometimes you'll wear it with like a lilac jacket with a purple dress is very monochromatic, but you put it with a print and like people are going to forget that you wear the mon- Like it looks completely different. Like you, right. You their eye is drawn to something different entirely. So it's like, who cares that you wore a week ago? Nobody just wear it. <laughs> where, where would you want? Um, yeah, definitely. I like that you said repeat, um, like repeating things because I do too. I believe in, but for myself, I'm not saying that everybody should be like this, but I've just learned over the years, I'd rather have less than more for me. I like being a little bit more of a minimalist. I only, um, have clothes that fit the amount of real estate I have. I don't like to outlive my real estate. It just makes no sense. That's where people get crazy. That's where their mind becomes clutter. That's where, you know, that's where it starts. And so, um, I love to wear things on repeat. I don't have a shame in wearing things on repeat because what am I going to try to do? I'm going to try to be inauthentic and say, I can wear different clothes every single day because I just spent all my money on clothing. No, I want a summer home. There are things I'd like to invest in. So no, not all of my money is going on clothes. I always find it interesting to think about kind of like the psychology behind it. Like what, what are you trying to prove by wearing something different every day? Like if that, if you truly, like are buying something new every single day. I mean, if, if that's your lifestyle, good for you. But I know I've been in a phase where I thought that's what I had to do. And like, mm-hmm. I got to a point where I was like, what, cool. like, what, what am I trying to prove here? Like, I'm not trying to prove to anyone. Like, I think it's more impressive to take the same piece and wear it seven different ways. That's a, that speaks a lot more to my creativity and style than it does buying yeah. something new every day. Yeah. It, it's Taylor, you're clearly using all of your talents and your skills skills to create the life you want. It's so nice to see that, especially at a person who's so young, it it seems like you really have a grasp on who you are while you're still getting to know who you are. Do you think that intimidates other students? It intimidates other people. I feel like uh-huh. I just, I don't know. We operate in a world where like things look one way and actually in reality are another. And like, I can't say I don't play into that with Instagram and other like social media sites. Like I'm very happy with who I am. And like, if that makes someone else uncomfortable, that's not really my problem. Like I would love for people to like have conversations with me if they, if that's something that they like aspire or struggling with, like, let's talk about it. Like I'll tell you how I feel and maybe give you some tips of like, if you are uncomfortable with the clothes that you have, like, 
try on everything in your closet and see what makes you feel good. Like when Mm -hmm. you feel good, then you're going to know what stuff you should be buying, doing the narratives that you should be telling yourself to really get to a place where you're happy and thriving. What are your favorite things to wear and your least favorite things to wear? Oh gosh. I was, I actually, um, was just talking about this with my boyfriend. So my favorite things to wear is a very broad category, but it's definitely mixing prints and anything high waisted. I feel like something mm. high waisted always makes me feel like confident, sexy, put together, just like a, that's always an element of a piece of clothing that's going to make me feel good. Um, my least favorite things to wear. I don't know. I feel like sleeveless tops. I'm like really weird about like showing my arms. Okay. I hate my arms, but like my shoulders, I I don't know why. I just like am much more comfortable in things that have sleeves as I wear something that has like half sleeve. But um, for some reason, I usually stay away from things that are like sleeveless, like sleeveless. I'm not, what is this? It's like a tank top versus like a sleeveless. I'm fine with sleeveless, but a tank top for some reason, I just don't like wearing Okay. I got it. I got it. Your boyfriend, he seems very stylish. Is that, is he like a stylish guy or is that Taylor's influence? No, no. He's 100% a stylish guy. His like loves vintage style uh, or vintage pieces. He probably has 50 to 60 vintage short sleeve button up shirts that are like uh-huh. from the 60s and 70s. That's just who he is as a human. I think that is awesome that he's like defined his personal style and the things that work for him and the things that he likes. And I think that uh-huh. is like a very attractive quality in people in general um just kind of like being very comfortable with yourself and like knowing what your style is and and what you want to convey to the world if you were to do a commencement speech you're on the stage you're giving a commencement speech it doesn't have to be your school so it can be anywhere what would be the most important thing you'd want other students to know Oh, gosh. Honestly, I think my number one piece of advice is to do, this sounds so cliche, do what makes you happy. I guess I'm fortunate because science and science are both things that I'm very passionate about. But like, I wake up in the mornings and like, yeah, I don't love doing the like mundane tasks of my job sometimes. But like, I genuinely love asking questions, doing what I get to do, looking at data, being thinking like the whole process of it is something that I enjoy. And like, I don't think I'd be that happy if I ignored those feelings and didn't follow in a path that allowed me to do that on a regular basis. Um, I get that that's always kind of easier said than done. But like, if there's something that really makes you happy, and like, you're happy to get up and do it every day like that, life's too short not to prioritize that. Um, and ensure that you're doing something that really is meaningful to you as well as um, makes you fulfilled. Well, I think that that advice is invaluable. And I thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today because, you know, I do want other students to be empowered. And I think you're a good power of example out there to any student from anywhere, especially now that life has drastically changed for you guys with campus lifestyle and everything. And I I think it's great that you're, you have a passion, but then you have this kind of, you know, it's another passion for you. You've married both of them. You're man, you're navigating your way through 
who you are through school, through your career, through, you don't even know what it's going to be yet. You're like right at the beginning, but you're having so much fun at this season and at this time of your life and you're making the best of it. And I think that, you know, that's a really cool thing. Yeah. It's a really interesting place to be, I would say in like the season of life. Yeah. I, I'm very thankful for being in a position to be able to do things that make me happy and, and, seeing where it will take me. <laughs> and I think you're right. When you do something that you're passionate about or that makes you happy, that doesn't define you, but isn't it a great place to start in life? <laughs> yeah. And identifying like, what about that is what makes you happy? Like maybe it's not necessarily the whole thing, but like an element or a, a, ta- like a thought process or using your hands or, you know what I mean? Like some, an element of whatever makes you happy, thinking about that and sitting with it. Like, what is it? really about this that makes me happy and and kind of using that as a compass to um, guide you in in other endeavors in life. Right. Yeah. Well, today, everyone now knows about Taylor Evans, who is a stylist and a scientist, and she's fused these two worlds together and she's in her happy place. And so we hope that that inspires you wherever you are to, it doesn't matter that these two things, you think they don't go together, but they have a lot of things in common in her world. And she's found a little happy place with it. So we hope that we've encouraged you through style, through this conversation to find your happy place. And Taylor, please tell people about your Instagram page so they can check it out and, and tell them where they can find you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm on Instagram at stylishly tailored T A Y L O R E D. Um, fun play on my name. Um, and yeah. my blog is uh, stylishlytailored.com. And I want to thank Kiara, my dear other friend who's a digital creator. She, I found you through Kiara and I was like, this girl Taylor is so cute. So I want to talk to her. Yeah. She's, she's a wonderful girl. And so that's how I found you. So thank you again for your time. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah. It was great talking to you. Hey everybody. I hope you got something, some cool takeaway from this conversation. Don't forget to subscribe and like and comment, comment. So we want to hear your feedback. This conversation is for you. So comment and join the conversation next time and bring friend and thank you for joining the conversation on the wardrobe boss podcast wardrobe boss is hosted and produced by eliza perilla edited by ken johnson associate producer lauren turner executive producer ken johnson find the wardrobe boss podcast on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast wardrobe boss is a mean old line media production pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.